Welcome back to the Student of the Game podcast. I am your host, Tavares Ellis. Once again, thank you all for tuning in. I greatly appreciate you taking time out of your busy day to give my podcast a listen. Thank you very much. All right. Okay, so today's review on our scary movie review, we're going to go into one of my favorites, all-time favorites. I'm a fan of almost every movie of this franchise. A Nightmare on Elm Street. I am a very, very big fan of this movie franchise, but I thank the good Lord Almighty my parents did not move us on a street called Elm Street or that sounded anything like Elm Street. Had nothing with Elm in it. Oof. Thank you, Lord. All right. This franchise here, man, this it spawned a lot of sequels. And this is one of those franchises. This is one of the movies where it's very, very hard to talk about them without mentioning all the other sequels. You know, but we still going to do that because I feel like every movie in this franchise deserves to be talked about individually because I dig them because I dig this franchise so much alright now I'm not a fan of I'm not well I don't think all of the movies of the franchise were great but you know every I believe that every movie in the Nightmare on Elm Street franchise okay I believe that it features it's a lot of good in it there's more good than bad in each of them okay and they're all are worth seeing but of course when you have you know when you have movies when you have work that just stands out more than the rest well you have to recognize it for me personally number one the first one is one of my favorites i like the first one well my number one my number one favorite is the third one the dream warriors okay but uh my top let me see like the first one, the third one, the fourth one. That's when they introduced Alice. Um, let me see. Um, the New Nightmare. Okay. And let's see. After New Nightmare, they didn't do anything until Freddy vs. Jason. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah, that's my order. Okay. But um, but today we're gonna talk about the first nightmare on Am Street. Okay, um, of course the movie begins um there in the the whole boiler room scene. I mean it's so creepy. You know we see how Freddy's glove is being made. Okay, and young Tina, poor Tina, bless her heart. She was the first victim of the movie. Okay, Tina, she's running down a hallway and she's being chased by Freddy. Um. She's being chased by Freddy, and she's waking up. She's screaming. She's having a dream, and her mom comes, and in, her mom enters the room, and she says, Tina, Tina, wake up, because, bless her heart, you see Tina just in, in panic mode. She's having a big nightmare, and when she finally wakes up, you see her pajamas are, sl- you know, are sli- is sliced up at the stomach area, okay? And her mom just says... You need to cut your fingernails, Tina. Okay, listen. And, and that's going to be something I'm going to talk about. In this franchise, in this movie here, the parents were very, very terrible. Like, it was a lot of terrible parenting in this movie. And no wonder, you know, like, it was a lot of terrible parenting in this movie. Okay? 
Like you can't even put it on the kids. It's it, it's a bunch of terrible parenting. Like that looks nothing like fingernails. It looks nothing like human fingernails. Now if Tina was a grizzly bear or a jaguar or a lion, okay, or, or Wolverine, X-23, okay, that makes sense. But you're telling her to cut her nails? Like what kind of nail? <laughs> Come on, are you serious? Come on now, that... <laughs> I mean, man, wow, okay, that's <laughs> terrible parenting, terrible parenting, okay? And what makes it worse is the fact that we, we you know, I'm sorry if I'm spoiling this for everybody, but this is Nightmare on Am Street. If you haven't seen this, then you need to go see it immediately. And then if, it, if I am saying spoilers for you, I mean, this movie came out in 1984. Okay, so check this out. If I am saying spoilers for you, check this out. You can still go see it because just like you know, you knew in the Titanic, that they was gonna hit the iceberg, the movie was still dope, right? Okay, there we go. It's a good movie, yeah. Okay, so too many times in this movie where the parents are the answer to this promise, you need to go get some sleep. But see, the parents, they all know knew about Freddy Cougar. You know, but that's one of those things, you know, how the saying goes, um, some people, they're so used to telling a lie that they can't even recognize the truth, you know, and that's terrible. But anyways, let's get on to it. Um, Johnny Depp, Johnny, young Johnny Depp is in this movie. I'm not sure if this was his first movie, but this was one of the first roles I seen him play this and 21 Jump Street back in the day. Edward Scissorhands. Y'all remember that? All right. Johnny Depp, Depp plays Glenn. He is one of Tina's friends uh, their core group of friends is consists of two boys and two girls you have Tina and Nancy and you have Ron and Glenn Ron and Tina are a couple and Glenn and Nancy are a couple there you go all right so double dates are pretty good with them I guess so Tina tells her friends about her nightmare and at first it seems like they kind of dismiss her but then Nancy says you know what um when you when you said that the person had nails, she said that reminds me of my dream about a man who had on a red and green sweater. And she said he had she said instead of nails, his hands was more like knives than fingernails. Now hold up, hold up, hold up. I have had a lot of talks with my friends and I don't recall us ever having the same dream. We may have a dream that's similar, but never had the same dream never never that's crazy that is very very crazy okay i mean so how i mean how rare is it for people two people to have the same dream like is that something you call the cops for or who do you call i mean is ghostbusters available i think well i think ghostbusters came out in 85 this movie came out in 84 right right i gotta go back and check that but anyways so they have like a little sleepover at Tina's house. It's Tina, Nancy, and Glenn. Okay. First, you don't even see Ron, and you're like, "Well, why does she have her? Why her boyfriend is not there?" But apparently, they kept they got into an argument and stuff. You know how couples be, young couples. But anyways, they hear noise at the door, well, at the window. So Nancy and Glenn. They go outside, and then there's Ron. Ron pops up. He scares them. All right, he gets in. And then Ron and Tina, long story short, they end up going to their room, and they end up 
end up being private, you know, being intimate with each other and stuff like that, uh, minding their own business. And, you know, before they before they went to sleep, um, Tina. Well, Ron tells her, he said, he says, um, he says, um, are you OK? And she says, yeah, I feel better that you here. Then he says to Tina, no more nightmares for either of us then. And she asks him, she says, when did you have nightmares? You didn't tell me. So he he falls asleep. But it would have been cool for them to talk about what happened, you know, because this is this is a third person who's having who had the same dream. Okay, so while Nancy was asleep, the cross above her wall fell off the wall. And you know what? That's not a good sign. You know, that's scary enough to make me want to turn this movie off. You know, that like that right there turns can turn this into the exorcist or the omen or something like that. Right. But um, Tina hears a noise while she is asleep. She tried to wake Ron, Ron, Ron up, but he is in it. He's in a deep sleep, but it doesn't. She didn't even try that hard. She just said, hey, Ron, wake up, wake up. I mean, if you want him to wake up, you need to yell or something, right? You need your backup. So she looks outside and she hears someone whispers out her name. Goes, Tina, Tina, Tina. Now, check this out. If somebody's whispering my name and I'm upstairs and I hear it outside my window, I'm going to assume that that person is up on my roof because I will not be able to hear you say, like that if you're down if you're outside on the ground first floor level okay so she she goes downstairs opens the front the back door and she says hello anybody out there and she still hears the voice tina 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 and it's like okay that voice sounds mighty close, but you are walking too far to get close to that. How about you? And, and number one is, I don't care if it's daytime. If I can't see you calling my name and I don't know your voice, even if I know your voice, I am not going out there. I am not going out there. She went out there. And next thing you know, she's walking down like an alley. She's walking up down the street in people's backyards and stuff Tina and then Freddy pops up and he started well you see him that's the infamous scene where he stretches his arms long like John Sally or Scotty Pippen and extends and touching fence to fence and then he starts to chase her okay he chases her and um you know he he <laughs> I'm sorry, I had a mind blank because I'm still baffled the fact that she walked outside and she didn't even, she gave a half-ass effort to wake her boyfriend up. I mean, that he would have provided extra backup, okay? But anyways, they begin, she, she, he begins to chase her and he catches her. And so in the dream, he's stabbing her with the claws and lifting her up and there's a struggle. And that's when Ron finally wakes up. But he wakes up and he's like, what's going on? And he sees her... You know, she, he sees her in convulsion and her body convulsion and, you know, and the sheets and the covers and nobody's up under the covers based on what he can see. And it, and to him, I'm not going to lie, it probably looks like something from the, the invisible man or something. Right. But um, he 
tries to help her, but then Freddy makes Tina body propels in the air, does a 360, and it and she kicks him and knocks him against the wall. And he tries to get back up, but he is scared because he is he sees her body go up in the ceiling and she's screaming for help. And then all of a sudden he sees blood and she's getting cut up and he can see the cuts. Okay, and he's screaming, and then Glenn and Nancy hears the screams, and they come in there. And by the time they get inside, Tina is dead, and Ron is like, Ron had already left out. So they thinking, okay, what happened? Did he do this, or did somebody break in and do this? You know, I mean, it was just crazy. And if you're Ron, you know nobody's gonna believe you on that. But I'm not saying he should have ran, but man, that's that's just a terrible situation to be in right there. Okay, so John Saxon plays Tina's dad. He has a he man. He's a good actor. I remember him on the Enter the Dragon. Man, that dude is a good actor. Um, and he played in other stuff too. I just can't really remember everything, but he is a good actor and stuff. And I thought he did a good job as the lieutenant and also as um as Tina's dad. You know, I thought he did a real good job. I mean, I'm sorry, not Tina's dad, as Nancy's dad. <laughs> okay, man, I am mixing up characters right here for a second. But um, let's see. All right, so all right, so let's fast forward to let's see um, let's see. Of course, Nancy parents uh, Nancy tells her parents what happened, and of course, Nancy parents don't believe what's going on about Tina dreaming. Dream, you know, she dreamed that this was going to happen. You know, she's mentioned about the glove, and they're like, okay, all right. Nancy, go get some sleep. And you know, I understand rest is important, but it's like they just dismiss everything. Go get some sleep. You know, my arm hurt. Go get some sleep. My foot hurt. Go get some sleep. You know, it reminds me of that that joke when Chris Rock on his stand up, and he every time there's a problem, my ankle hurt. Go take that tussin. My head hurts. Go take some tussin. My eye hurts. Go take some tussin. There's a tree branch poking out my ear. Go take this. Go take some tussin. So every answer in this movie, the parents, go get some sleep. Get some sleep. I get it. Rest is important. All right. So what happens is when Nancy, Nancy, she went to school the next day. Like me, I would not have been able to go to school the next day. But hey, that's that's the 80s. You know, kids, teenagers were a lot tougher back then, I guess. All right. So Nancy on her way home from it was either from school or to school. Okay, on her way home from school, she's walking and she noticed someone is behind her, but she couldn't tell. She couldn't see. And then all of a sudden, Ron comes out the bushes and, you know, he grabs her, but he didn't grab her to harm her. He grabbed her to get his attention. You know, you could tell that he's, he probably, most likely he hasn't been home because he's in the same clothes and he still got blood stains on him. And he was telling her, he said, Hey, I did not do that. Please believe me, I did not do that. She was like, Was somebody in there? He said, nobody was in there it was like you know all of this stuff was happening to her but you, you can't see anybody you know and you know she's kind of half believing it half not believing it you know but, um next thing you know it nancy's dad shows up and him and the cops, they, uh, I mean, Ron gave chase a little bit, but they end up arresting him. And Nancy, you know, she's like, okay, well, why are you following me, Dad? You use me as bait. And he's like, listen, I'm trying to get him. And she's like, he didn't do it. Okay, whatever. So, 
So they arrest him. So now we see Nancy doze off in class, like we all typically do at times, and she sees Tina in a body bag. This happens after she see she fell asleep in class, and she goes and she goes in the hallway because the body bag is is like it's uh, an invisible person is dragging the body and she goes to follow it and then that's when you see a hall monitor dressed up as freddy it was a female and you know it is freddy because she walks by and then all of a sudden she waves with the she has the freddy's gloves on okay so tina she makes i mean excuse me nancy next thing you know it she's inside the boiler room and that's when she encounters freddy cougar and he gives chase to her and then she's pinned up by the wall and there was nowhere else for her to go so she was able to think and she went ahead and um put her arm on the hot on the hot pipes on the metal pipes and it burnt her so by burning her that enabled her to wake up but when she woke up in the classroom she's waking up all hysterical and what happened was the burn that occurred in the dream left the mark in real life out of her dream okay so that's interesting right that's well, it's cool because it lets you know, hey, you can bring him in, you know. Ron tells Nancy about the nightmare, about the guy with the knives for fingers. And she's like, I had that same dream and Tina had that same dream. So that's three kids that had that same dream. What's going on? These kids are not all right. All right. Um, so falling into sleep. So they show they fast forward. Um, Nancy, she's taking a bath and her mom tells her, hey, you know, don't fall asleep in there because people you can drown. And that is true. People, you can drown in the tub. People, you be careful in that. Do not fall asleep in the tub. OK. All right. And then all of a sudden you see Freddy Cougar's glove creeps up in the water and she ends up waking up, though. Um, he grabs her, but she ends up waking up. Her mom comes in and she breaks down the door and helps her out. So Freddie didn't. He didn't get her right there, but he came very, very close. Like, Nancy dodged a lot of bullets in this movie, okay? And let's see what else. Um, Glenn climbs up to Nancy's window. And, you know, this scene reminds me of um, in the movie Scream. You know, Wes Craven used this same scene in Scream where Billy Loomis' character played by Skeet Ulrich, he climbed up. Um, and Nev Campbell who played Sidney Prescott climbed up her window and stuff and climb up and he would sneak up there and stuff you know so teenagers right okay but um let's see they they so they paid well in the movie Scream they paid homage to that all right so fast forward Nancy goes to visit um um Ron and okay yeah he told he told her you know, just to go check up on him, you know, because he had a feeling that so she had a feeling that something was going to go bad. And she's telling her dad, y'all need to go check up on him. And he's like, he's OK. And then what happened was, is that by the time they got there, Freddie made it look like Ron had had, hang, had hung himself. And wow. And when I look at that scene, I'm like, you know, if I'm Ron's parents, I am suing that police department, you know, because they supposed to be watching him. He's supposed to be in their safety. He's supposed to be, well, while in custody, he's supposed to be in their care. He's supposed to be safe. And he was not safe, you know? So that's a shame right there that he died like that. But Freddy Cougar got to him. Freddy is just all over the place, okay? 
So once again, Nancy is having problems sleeping and her family and her mom and dad is worried. So what they do is they take her to a sleep doctor and what they do is they test her and they attach these tubes to her and they try to try to figure out how much, you know, try to see what's going on in her dreams and in her nightmares. Okay, so what happens is, is that the doctor sees something that he has not seen before. He was like, nobody's nightmares is normally this high. It's not at this level. So they had to go in there and manually wake her up. When she wakes up, guess what she has in her lap? A hat. And the mom is like, where did you get that from? She said, I pulled it out of my dream. I pulled it out, out of my dream. And the mom, you could tell she was frightened when she saw that hat. Frightened with familiarity. You could tell she was familiar with what was going on right there, okay? So that's one of those things. It's like, listen, parents, you have some explaining to do. You know what I'm saying? You have some explaining to do. Like, you have some big time explaining to do because the look on her mom, on Nancy's mom's face when she saw that hat, I mean, she she was startled as if she seen that hat before okay so when she gets home nancy overhears her mom talking to her dad about that hat okay and she asks her she says who is freddy cougar mom who is freddy cougar and that's when her mom goes her mom um Explains, ends up explaining it to her who is Freddy Cougar. And, you know, um, her mom explains Freddy Cougar was a murder of children. He murdered children. And then Nancy asks, Well, why, why wasn't he put in jail, mom? And she said, Well, what happened was, is they expensive lawyers were hired and someone didn't sign a police warrant. That's how he got off. And what happened was, is the parents. They took matters into their own hands. Freddy Cougar had murdered over 20 children. 20. Okay, probably even more than that. So the parents of those murdered children, they band together. I mean, they tried normal justice and they went and they burnt Freddy Cougar up. They burnt Fred Cougar up, apparently. And that's wow you know you know as parents it's it's our jobs you know we protect our children from monsters and what happened was is that he got off and it's crazy that he got off in this movie because who's to stop him from harming anybody else that's something to think about right so what happened is is that you know um she she explained that to her and you know nancy okay she was more you know her and her mom was communicating more but what's sad is that the mom and nancy's mom and dad and all the other parents okay they keep telling their kid just get some sleep but y'all are aware of what could be happening to them you know y'all y'all karma is coming back on your children and that's that's a scary thing in itself you know you know, it's one thing, you know, hey, you can say something about me or do something to me, but do not harm my children, you know, 
and and I, and I feel that most parent most good parents feel that way and you don't want to ever do anything that could cause harm and blowback on your children well in this movie here the ultimate blowback is being set upon the children i mean it is man it is it is it is very very it's very very scary that's a scary situation to be in like i would not want to be in that i wouldn't want my worst enemy to be in that okay so Nancy comes up with a plan. Um, she bought a book to set booby traps, and because she realizes that, okay, you know what? I can pull him into the real world. And when you pull Freddy into the real world, he's just a man. He's just a man. You know, you can take him on. He's not a big guy, but you still do not underestimate him. But he's a man. All right. So what happens is she get, gets a book and she sets up these booby traps. And you know what? It, it makes me think about, man, like, too bad Freddy Krueger didn't mess with anybody who's re related to Kevin McAllister in Home Alone 1 and Home Alone 2, Macaulay Culkin's character, because he would have gave Freddy the business. This dude here was a mastermind in setting traps. You know, I mean, that, that little kid probably grew up to be Jigsaw, okay? But anyways, um, she set some pretty good traps up for him, and she, she told Glenn, you know, stay awake. You know, because I'm going to need your help at midnight when I pull him in. Unfortunately, he fell asleep. He fell asleep and Freddy ends up getting him. But what's sad is that that could have been avoided because Nancy had called Glenn on the house phone and his mom answered. And she said, well, what is it? She said, it's private, but it's important and private. Then his dad grabs the phone and, and hangs up in her face. Like... Like what dad does that for you know that that's your son's girlfriend, okay? She stays across the street. I mean, she said it's something private and important, and their other friends have been murdered by this one person, and like why would you hang the phone up? And not only did he hang up in her face, he left the phone off the hook, so Nancy was not able to call him. Remember, there was no internet back then, no cell phones back then, okay? The only means of communication with somebody could write a letter, you can yell the name, um, you can go to their house or you can call the phone. Okay? That was it. No pagers back then. I don't think. I don't know. It probably was. But teenagers didn't have pagers back then. Okay? But unfortunately, Glenn ended up dying as a result to that. And I'm pretty sure his parents regret that in the movie. You know, because they all are aware of Freddy. Okay? And let's see. And, um... Nancy sets her traps for him, so she's dreaming, and she sets her alarm, and alarm ends up waking up just in time as she grabs him, then she's able to pull him in, and she pulls Freddy into the, into the real world, and that's when, hey, pretty much, she, she pretty much kicked Freddy Cougar's butt, I mean, like, Freddy Cougar, he is, like, you talk about fish being out the water, Freddy Cougar's pretty much, n well, he's not as bad as a fish being out of water, but guess what? He's pretty darn bad when he's out of dreamland, for reals. Okay, so what happened is with Freddy, let's see, she she set the first trap on him, um, got a hammer, hit him in the stomach. She ends up setting him on fire. And what's sad is that, you know, her dad, Lieutenant Thompson, he told one of the deputies, he said, hey, man, watch out for my, for my family across the street, for my, for my um." for my daughter make sure nothing weird is going on nancy is breaking windows there's smoke coming out the house and she's screaming help help and the deputy is just looking like it'll be okay we're taking care of it then five minutes later 
thank God she's still alive, fighting for her life. She busting, breaking more windows. She said, please help, daddy, please help. Then the deputy said, you know what? I think I better go get the sheriff. That's when he finally go gets her dad. And then they go run across the street over there. Now, there are about 10 to 12 neighbors out there. None of the neighbors are trying to help. No one's calling the fire department. You see smoke and flames coming out. Also, you are a cop yourself. That is your daughter across the street. You should have been on watch on there because what? Because the crazy stuff that you've been seeing. Once again, parents, the parents in this movie are neglecting, we're neglecting the kids like crazy. I'm like, oh my goodness, man, are you serious? Come on now. But eventually, eventually, okay, eventually, all right, they come over, all right, and Freddie was down in the basement, okay, and he was burning up, and then they noticed footprints going upstairs, and that's when Nancy said, oh, mom, so she runs up, and Freddie is choking her mom, and he's still on fire, so office you know sheriff thompson he places a blanket over to stop the, the fire and then all of a sudden he removes the blanket and he sees nancy's mom being taken through the bed like through a portal and now he finally believes what she's saying you know about freddy cougar coming up and after that you know the deputy asks him what happened and he said, I don't know. I can't explain. And it, it almost it pretty much seems like he didn't even care about his wife or his ex-wife. OK, and I'm like, wow, that's that's pretty lame. But anyways, um, what happens? And I forgot that this happened until I rewatched the movie. OK, because I'm like, so is, was that the end of Freddy? But what happened was, is that when her, Nancy's dad stepped out the room, the doors all of a sudden closed and Freddie snuck up behind her and Nancy she just ignored him and didn't give him any time and energy she turned around and said I'm not giving you any more time and energy and then she about faced him and then he charged at her and he swiped at her and then it missed her and then he faded off he faded away and that was pretty much it and I'm like huh and she said, oh, I want my friends and my family back. And I'm like, that's it? Huh. Okay. I'm like, I mean, that, like, maybe when I was younger, that ending was cool, but it was kind of weird. I forgot that the, that it, the first one ended that way. But and then they had, you know, the final two minutes of the movie was, um, they showed her mom back and her friends back and they while they on their way to school all of a sudden freddy cougar takes over the car and then he pulls the mom through the window of the door and then the movie cuts off but you know that yeah it was it wasn't the best ending but it wasn't ending it wasn't the worst ending but yeah nightmare on elm street what's what's amazing about this film is that you know it you know we talk about jaws okay a shark you have to be in the water talk about tremors you can avoid that if you're in the desert talk about jason you can avoid him if you're if you're not at chris camp crystal lake okay michael myers you can avoid him if you're not hanging out with laurie strode or jamie lloyd okay so <laughs> but everybody has to sleep <laughs> Freddie just like 
Freddie just it's like Freddie just attached himself to the most popular hashtag and said, "Hey, I'm here. Come see me. What you gonna do when I come for you?" <laughs> I mean, you can lock your doors out it. Everybody has to sleep, and that's no fair. He comes to you in your sleep. That's not cool at all. Not cool at all, Freddy Cougar. Not cool. But yeah, it it's it's one of my favorites. Um, yeah, if. I'm pretty sure mostly everybody's seen that movie, but hey, I recommend go revisit that movie. But it's still a good movie. It's one of those timeless movies, okay? Like the CGI and all that, when you compare it to today's movie, it's not all it's not all that, but it tells a good story. It tells a real good story. The acting was good and crisp and stuff. And you know, you got a lot of movies, hey, they rely heavily on CGI and they don't really do all that good. They spend all their money on CGI and they don't really make that much money because the story a lot of stuff that they do does not make sense okay but um we're gonna wrap it up right there on this episode of our scary movie review i know i went longer than usual but you know when it's a movie like nightmare on elm street you have to talk about that you know and i can go on for hours talking about this movie i really can one day i will you know but don't dare me to do that because i'll do that right now but we're gonna end it right now once again thank you all for listening please hit the Please hit that like button and subscribe button. And once again, thank you all for listening to the Student of the Game podcast with our scary movie review series. Okay, we're going to keep this going because I'm enjoying it. Thank you all for listening. Peace out.